Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One of the big issues that has been trailing all of us in this country for quite some time now is the cost of our food and food security. And uh, the three CEOs of the three largest grocery chains in Canada testified before the agri- before the Agricultural Committee at um, Parliament this week. And uh, we're going to talk about that now with our good friend and guest, Professor Sylvain Charlebois head of the Dalhousie University Agri-Foods Analytics Lab. Uh, Sylvan, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Was it, is it fair to accuse or virtually convict on social media Canada's largest grocery store chains and their CEOs of unprincipled profiteering during times of inflationary pressures coupled with high interest rates? <laughs> I mean, that's what's been going on. That's a long question. When you look at what happened in Ottawa this week, I, I'm just parts parts of the of the session was was fruitful, I think. But uh, I, I'm afraid that um, Mr. Singh's intervention was was just not very good. I mean, uh, for 12, he actually had the floor for 12 minutes, and uh, he basically took his 12 minutes to just accuse. Uh, I don't think he was actually listening to what uh, CEOs have to say. And they actually did show up. And so you have to give them some credit. They showed up. Uh, in December, as you know, Roy, I actually testified myself uh, before the same committee. The CEOs were supposed to show up at the time. They didn't. They opted to uh, to wait until they were uh, summoned. Uh, and now they did show up. And I was hoping that the committee would listen to what they had to say. I think most of them did. Uh, except for Mr. Singh. Um, that's, that's the unfortunate thing. You know, I tweeted a little earlier today, profit is not a dirty word, nor is profitability to be shunned. Entrepreneurs risk everything to begin a business, and when profitable support their and our communities through taxes, providing employment, and encouraging growth, the person signing the checks is not the enemy. That's it at the Roy Green Show. But and I've been increasingly so. Then the yeah. drift of the conversation has been bad guys. They're not. They're running big companies, and and these companies are supposed to be profitable. And if they're profitable, they can hire and they can expand and they can help the greater community in this country. The question then becomes: Are they excessively profitable at the expense of the hard pressed taxpayer? That's the question. I think that question got lost. Oh, absolutely. And so the three individuals that uh, showed up in Ottawa are three individuals I actually have met personally on more than one occasion. They're, they're principled, decent individuals. They care about their business. They care about Canadians. And so that's why they showed up. But the one thing that makes me really mad almost is, is this use of, of the term excessive profits I have no idea what that means. Yeah, me neither. Zero idea. And I'm, I'm hoping someday 
someone will explain to me what the difference is between profits and excessive profits. We have a capitalistic economy. Companies are supposed to make a profit, and nobody has dared to define what excessive profits are. Now, uh, during that session on, on Wednesday, uh, MP Turnbull uh, correctly uh, forced the committee to invite Walmart and Costco. I think it, I think it was a good idea to do that. But these companies are American-owned. I'm so looking forward to see American-owned companies comment on the term excessive profits. Yep, that'll be very interesting. <laughs> sometimes, Indeed, sometimes, so. Sylvain, I think when they say excessive profits, it's like somebody saying, I don't want to quite accuse you of crossing the line between legal and illegal, so I'll just use a term like excessive profits, and I've used it from time to time, mostly with my tongue in cheek. But uh, it, it is a, it, it's, a, it's a hugely important issue because we do have Canadians who are in financial difficulty, who are not able to purchase foods that they've routinely purchased previously because of the, the, the cost increases. And then over time, people become angry and you start to point fingers and look elsewhere yep. for, for, for the cause, right? And then if you have a politician like Mr. Singh who, t who takes this situation and runs with it, well, that can just add fuel to the fire. Well, the, the, the reason why Mr. Singh is, is doing that is that he knows that 80% of Canadians actually believe that grocers are gouging consumers because they don't really take the time to look at balance sheets. They don't look at, they don't take the time to look at data. That's, that's the challenge. But the reality, Roy, if you want to talk about affordability and the cost of living, look at banks. I mean, a couple of year, a couple of weeks ago, all banks, it was earnings season for, for banking in Canada. The smallest of the big five banks in Canada is CIBC. Last year, their profits were $4.7 billion, okay, for 2022. That is more than all grocers combined mm -hmm. in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Look, let, let, answer this one for me. What are the most significant challenges to maintaining food costs uh, that Canadians would understand, like me? What are the biggest challenges, the most significant challenges that the grocers have in maintaining food costs or slowing down as much as possible the inflationary spiral or the rising cost of these foods? What, what's, what are the most significant challenges? I, I, think, I, I think you can bring all the seals you want. I don't think they'll bring any ideas or they won't necessarily help our problem. The problem in Canada is competitiveness. So I've, I have defended grocers, but let's be real here. If you look at operational margins in Canada, they are double in a grocery business. They are double of what they are in the U.S. If you look at Kroger and Albertson. So it's been, even though margins have been steady in Canada, it's been cozy for them too. I mean, let's admit it. We need more competition in this in this market. And so the number one question I would have, if I would, if I were a member of that committee in Ottawa, I certainly would ask myself the following question. How do we make Canada more attractive for external investors like Little and Aldi? How do we actually make Canada more competitive? Because we have interprovincial barriers, a heavy fiscal regime. Uh, we have restrictive labor laws. 
labeling laws as well. It's extremely difficult to do business in Canada. We've lost Target in a nanosecond. Sears left, Lowe's left, Nordstrom a couple of weeks ago announced that he was leaving Canada. It's not an easy market to serve. So then I, I never have quite, quite the sense that the federal government really knows what it wants to accomplish when it comes to agriculture, when it comes to food. And as you pointed out to us, the feds in their last budget didn't even have a section on agriculture. Who knows whether they'll have one on the budget the finance minister is going to deliver on March 28th. But we have to have a base of knowledge to begin with and work forward from when we hear the execs from the grocery chains in order to come up with a conclusion that works for us, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. First, first of all, we um, about three years ago, Ottawa appointed a, a, a food policy council. That was three years ago. Uh, my understanding is that many, many members have left now. They've resigned and nothing has really come out of, of, of that council at all. Uh, I've actually been on their website recently and there's not, there's not a report. And I was hoping, I think the deal was that this group would work on, uh, on a policy, on, on a vision for, for the country. And we have, we don't have one necessarily. All we have uh, are programs to support farmers uh, on an ad hoc basis almost. And, and uh, it's not necessarily clear. In the U.S., they have a farm bill, a massive farm bill. Uh, that's their vision. You may not agree with that vision, but at least they have a vision. China's the same thing. Major countries around the world have a clear vision for the agriculture and agri-food sector. In Canada, what I'm, what I'm noticing, Roy, the uh, last couple of years is that provinces are actually making a difference. Provinces are actually doing Something Quebec, Ontario, um, even here in Nova Scotia, there's there's some movement here. Uh, Alberta as well. I've been impressed with some of the stuff going on. I'll be in Saskatchewan this week uh, talking about this. Uh, but Ottawa is is pretty idle. Like you can you can't really feel that they want to commit to some sort of vision. Yeah. No, that that's the sense that I have as well. Now, was there anywhere during the hearing where the execs, the CEOs? All the three major chains dropped the ball. No, no. Actually, I think they did very well. Uh, I actually graded all three of them on Twitter. So I gave a an A to to Michael Medline, uh, CEO of of Empire. I thought he did very well. Uh, he was true to himself. Uh, I've spoken to him several times, and uh, he's just a, a great guy. He, he and he's, he's he's the true deal. Uh, Gail Weston did very well. Uh, we, I think everyone expected him to be the target. He, he fielded uh, the attacks quite well. Uh, he didn't lose it. He was very calm uh, throughout the session. Eric Laflèche, uh, so I gave him an A-. For Eric Laflèche, I gave him a B because he didn't show up physically. And he was kind of forgotten all the way through. Uh, he actually wasn't asked to respond to most of the questions. Uh, he just stayed in Montreal and so that, I, that was a bit of a miss for Metro. Mm-hmm. What's the way out of this food cost inflationary cycle? Are, are we masters of our own Canadian destiny or are we largely along for the ride? Well, keep in mind, uh, Roy, that we, have, uh, one of the, we still have one of the lowest food inflation rates in the world. Uh, only the U.S. and Japan has a lower food inflation rate amongst G7 countries. 
we're going to get out of this over the short term. I don't think Parliament can do anything, really. But over the long term, uh, I think the grosser code of conduct will make a difference. And there was a lot of discussion about that on Wednesday. I was happy about um, Sobe's uh, wholeheartedly endorses the code for Loblaws and Metro. Uh, it wasn't really all that clear that they do endorse the code because they've had conditions. But anyway, the code of conduct would lessen the power that Walmart and Loblaws would have. And it would give a chance for independent grocers to survive, essentially. And we need that. And, of course, the Competition Act, it needs to change. I mean, seriously, the bread story, the bread pricing yeah. scheme investigation has yeah. been going on for eight years. Eight years. Still nothing. So the Competition Act needs more power, more influence. Uh, and that's why Canadians are a little upset, because they feel unprotected. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel as far as the cost of food is concerned? Uh, do we have a target? Can we see the target where we can say once we get there, we're going to see costs returning to some somewhere close to where what we might consider to be normal, acceptable, and and within our means? So for 2023, we're in the worst of it right now. Uh, by, by, by the end of spring, early summer, we are expecting the food inflation rate to drop uh, significantly. Uh, we should end the year with a food inflation rate of probably around 4, 4 or 5%, which is much less than what it is now at 10.4%. But let's not kid ourselves. I, I don't think that food prices uh, are going to drop anytime soon at all. I mean, there are, there's a new baseline. 2022 was really difficult. Wages are up. Uh, the cost to produce feed is, is, is way up across the board. So it's, it would be, it would be, I don't think it would be reasonable for all of us to think that food prices will drop. They've actually only dropped once in the last 40 years. And that's when Target announced that it was coming into Canada. Okay. And so that's why I've always argued we need more competition. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.